0: Welcome to the sermon podcast from North Decatur United Methodist Church, where all are welcomed and included, connected with God and with one another, and sent out in service an invitation to the world. Each week we bring you the most recent sermon from me, Patrick Hipper or from guest preachers. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Susanna and I love seeds. We have catalogs full of heirloom seeds that we look through every season. Every time I go to ACE, I always stop and look through every single seed variety on that wall. We have a whole seed organization box that helps us to keep track of seeds that we've harvested from our garden and from our own plants or seeds that we purchased. We also have a tracking card that helps us to know the perfect date to plant the seeds that we have. It tells us based on frost dates and germination tidelines or whether or not seeds need to be started inside in order to grow, or they could be started in the ground. That card helps us to remember what to plant when in order to ensure maximum germination. We also have our own compost that we care for, and we supplement that with chicken manure from our chickens and mushroom substrate from growing mushrooms. We've paid a ton of money for good soil to be put into raised beds, which we build that have been insulated from weeds coming up from below. And even over each one of those raised beds, we have netting over each garden, ensuring that animals and birds don't pick up the seeds or the seedlings from the ground, basically what I'm saying is that we try to do this whole gardening thing really well. And still, it always feels a bit like a guessing game. Some seeds germinate and some don't. Some seedlings grow to be fully mature plants and others wilt suddenly and turn brown. Some plants seem to need daily attention, and others seem to thrive regardless of any of our effort. And sometimes those plants that needed daily attention still die anyway. And some plants that were thriving seemed to die away very quickly. Sometimes the plant that started weekly provided a harvest beyond our greatest expectations for it. Gardening is weird that way. There's only so much you can do. It either grows or it doesn't. Some plant deaths become lessons to be learned about gardening and others are just sad and mysterious. Suzanne and I have committed to seeing our garden and our home generally as our classroom. We like to learn about what works and what doesn't. We don't mind failing if it means we harvest a new lesson or a new skill, because at the end of the day, we are far more interested in observing the ways life emerges from the circumstances in which it is planted. Now I'm not really sure why this general curiosity and wonder doesn't translate to other aspects of my life. I easily stress myself out regularly trying to make church as interesting and inspirational as possible. Our church leadership and our staff, we have regular conversations about how we can draw people into the beloved community of God without being creepy or overexcited. We have Regular conversations about the kinds of groups that need to be formed, the kinds of messages that need to be preached, the strategy and structure that needs to be built to emphasize gracious hospitality and compelling action. Especially coming back from the pandemic, I am constantly planning and replanning ways to open the church with a strong emphasis on our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. It's almost as if I believe Jesus is counting on me alone to build the kingdom. It's almost as if the kingdom of God couldn't be built without my strategic plan guiding it. And that, of course, is ridiculous and so arrogant and so far away from the good news. Fortunately, I'm getting better and better at noticing that impulse in myself. I'm getting better at recognizing when my ego has grown beyond my scope of practice, and I'm getting better at remembering what my role is. I just plant, I just harvest, I just observe, and I grow and I learn and I celebrate along the way. As soon as I start taking credit for something that God is doing, I know the balance is out of place. When I start feeling pride in my work rather than gratitude for God's work, it is always time for me to step back, take a deep breath, give thanks to God and rest. This is a habit all of us could learn. I mean, how often do we all allow ourselves to be motivated by pride? How often do we let ourselves be caught up and Being the best, working the hardest, being the busiest, changing the world, making our own impact, or even pride's shadow side, right? How often do we let the fear of disappointing someone keep us from getting the rest that we need? How often do we silence ourselves for fear of hurting someone's feelings or making it complicated? How often do we let other people control our lives because it's just easier than dealing with any kind of confrontation? Our culture is obsessed with productivity. It's obsessed with defining success as a constant hustle, to be one step ahead of everyone else, to be immediately responsive and to be constantly accessible. And I think that is one of the many reasons why it is so easy to forget about God, especially from Monday to Friday to Saturday. Monday to Saturday is about the grind, and Sunday, if we're lucky, is a day to catch up on all the other stuff that didn't get done on Monday to Saturday, and then the week just starts over. And of course, that leaves so many of us feeling like the world And our work depends entirely on us doing it. It's the only thing we think about. We've wrapped our egos up in our identity as being good and productive and busy and exhausted workers. And maybe that's okay. Maybe you're thriving in that. But if you're anything like me, the more I hustle, the more out of sync with the world I tend to be, the more I overextend, the more I struggle to be connected to the people who matter most to me. And the more I struggle to be connected to God. The more I work and fight and struggle, the more I start to think of myself with godlike powers to change the world around me. And scripture says very clearly, this is not my role to play. Jesus says it simply. The kingdom is like seeds planted in a field. The farmer doesn't toil over them. The farmer simply lets the seed germinate, take root, grow, and bear fruit. Not all the seeds will survive this method. As Jesus said earlier in Mark's fourth chapter, some seed does not fall into good soil. The farmer doesn't obsess over that. The farmer doesn't meticulously place seeds. The farmer casts the seeds and trusts the process. Then when the good seed that has fallen on good soil produces fruit, the farmer harvests. The kingdom of God is about playing our role and trusting. We cannot do everything for everyone. It just isn't possible. We can and should do the things that we are equipped to do. We should plant seeds. We should harvest fruit, but we should also be able to step back and observe with gratitude, the miracle of growth that happens even when we aren't actively making it happen because the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. The mustard seed is a weed. It would have been wildly out of place in a first century wheat garden. It is not supposed to be there. If the gardener was obsessive about tending the garden, that mustard seed would never have had the chance to grow to its full size. It would have been pulled in order to keep the wheat from being crowded out. But instead, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It is a weed forcing its way into our well-tended garden, providing safety, nourishment, and homes for the wild animals that gardeners would not want in their garden. Do you see? The kingdom of God is a nuisance to our cultural obsession with over-functioning. It grows in inconvenient places for inconvenient parts of our world, challenging our understanding of what is right to be more broad and inclusive if we overfunction, we will miss God at work. If we obsess over our production value, we will never open our eyes to see the good news right in front of us. God is bringing new life into the world, and we simply need to observe, give thanks, and trust that the weeds around us will show us something new about the abundance of God. May we all allow ourselves to take a step back, observe the miracle of creation at work around us, and offer up words of gratitude for the things that we have no control over. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this week's sermon from North Decatur United Methodist Church. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you want to learn more about our church, you can visit us at NDUMC.org.